0: Welcome to First and Fifteen, the show that takes you around the UK flag football scene. Sponsored by Nuola, your customised sportswear supplier. Today we speak to Neil Weimer about the Leicester Huntsman, Cadets, Youth and Senior, and also the University of Nottingham women's team. So we're talking with Neil Weimer today of the Leicester Huntsman. Um, obviously, you've got a team in every age group. We'll work our way through them. Start with the Cadets, 11-1 and one during the season. Uh, how did that all go? Um,
1: so, yeah, so we had, obviously, um, a great season last year. We've always had a, a winning season with the Cadets. Um, we've won the division the last two years. Um, but going into last year, we, we weren't really expecting too much, if I'm being honest. We had a lot of new players. Uh, I think we only brought back three players from the season before. And a lot of the kids that had moved on um, had either left the club or moved up to the juniors. So we had quite low expectations going into it, uh, believe it or not. Um, so, yeah, got to go 11-1 and one was um, pretty amazing in itself. Um, so it got off to a good start when we hosted at home. Um, winning all three games. And then we thought, oh, hang on a second, we've got something quite special here, possibly. Um, had a really good regular season. I think we just lost one game to the Coventry Cougars, which is a great game as well. Um, real Probably one of the best games we've had all year. Um, and then obviously we made the finals, uh, ranked third. Um, probably wasn't really thinking too much in terms of... Uh, so like winning it, just sort of hoping to make the final, really. Um, but just sort of leading up to it in the last couple of training sessions, just before you sort of had that sort of inkling that something was something was there. Um, so we had two tough games, one against the Manchester Titans. Um, turns out we actually won that one quite comfortably. We had a, a really good, strong running game in that game. Um, one of my coaches, Paul Sherrity, nicknamed me Bill Parcells in that game, because uh, I think I sort of ran the ball probably 90% of the time. Um, and then we had a really, really tough game against the London Warriors, um, which turned out that because of the, the points differential, we only needed a draw. And I don't think their coach knew the rules, which was a bit upsetting, really, actually, for their man, us, to be honest with you. Um, so I think it was a, something like a 12 all tie, maybe. I can't really remember. Um, but yeah, we ended up drawing the game and a bit of controversy at the end. Um, obviously, the Baffer. League officials explained the rules. And uh, yeah, we made the final. So we went up against the Chorley Buccaneers, Redbeards, who kind of historically are our kind of like rivals when it comes to sort of being competitive in terms of like where we finished in the league in the last few years. So um, we got off to something like a 21-6 maybe lead half time. Just kind of came out all guns blazing, really went for it. And then we had a bit of a squeaky bum time second half where we... So I had to just like really control the game, and we managed to get a touchdown, and they pretty much to control the game from that there on, really with the run game. But yeah, it was a it was a hell of a hell of a season for the cadets, and one that was probably a little bit unexpected, but uh, no less sort of like welcome, really.
0: I mean, obviously it was a a nice surprise in the final bit. Um, moving on to the youth again, and one season, just not quite the same result in the end.
1: Yeah, so going into the finals, we probably more expected to be competitive in that one. Um, we'd had a great regular season. Um, obviously, we've been in that age group for a couple of years from the original team that we set up, sort of coming through from sort of like 13-year-olds. So we're all starting to hit like 15, 16 now. So we knew we we were sort of getting bigger, stronger, and been absolutely brilliantly coached by Andy Sweeney. Um, his next Loughborough University head coach, who he won the kitted, I think, three times with them. Um and obviously I chipped him myself every now and then. Um but we had an absolutely brilliant battle with the Northland's Titans through the regular season. Um I think we both took a win off each other and then again it was a bit of controversy as to who was the top seed. Um I think there was two different ways of looking at it and it came out that we were the top seed for the final. So we went into that with quite high hopes actually. Um so in the practice before, everything felt good, everything it just looked like they were really primed to go for it. So um we got there. I think we got a win over the Chorley Buccaneers and the Buckinghamshire Wolves to put them in the final against North Ants. And then it was just a really sort of hard fought, really sort of tooth and nail final up until the last few minutes really. I think we took the lead and then they fought back and then they scored and we were um, about a yard away from tying the game just before half time, I think. And uh guy sort of, tackled one of my guys. Um and yeah, I think North Ange just took control of the game second half. I think we were trying to sort of chase it a little bit. But great credit to North Ange Titans. They're a hell of a team. They're sort of retaining the title. So got all sort of respect for Lee Tibbles over there at North Ange and Duncan Anderson who set the club up. So yeah, great season again. Um turned out the the finals were probably the other way round in what we sort of expected, but uh, pretty amazing achievement, really for the club, but when you think about it, obviously, to have two teams in finals at back of finals is nothing to be sniffed at.
0: moving on to to next year um how many of your cadets are you managing to keep hold of? I mean obviously it's it's always the the issue with the the age group ones so with the cadets
1: we 've actually only lost two players um, and they 've actually left the club rather than moving up, <clears throat> which is a shame um but it 's due to logistics because of the parents. Um so we've actually retained all the squad apart from those two. Um so really sort of like delighted to keep the likes of Olaf Taylor, who was the league MVP last year, sort of devastating with his hands and, and running and Samuel Robertson, who's our quarterback at that age group, who really sort of showed he's probably the best quarterback in the league at that age group, really. Um and sort of supported by the, the there. But we've we've taken on near sort of 10 new kids from a local rugby club so we've kind of got a, a good bad problem at the moment in sort of like trying to integrate them into the already sort of like decent team that we've got really but yeah it's looking promising we look good in training at the minute so we'll see how we go.
0: Then we look at the the 2019 youth if you managed to keep a lot of those ones as well or a lot of those jumped into the senior team now?
1: Yeah so again um We've only lost one player, which is my nephew, Harry Sleeth. Um, he was playing both adult and youth last year because he was eligible for both. Um, so, yeah, we've retained, I think, every player um, with a caveat that we've, again, got some new players coming through, some younger players and sort of outsourced some recruiting. So, hopefully, again, we'll have a really strong season. Um, the caveat being that some of the kids have started to play kitted as well now. So, sort of like dual coded so looking at the schedule the unofficial schedule that's been sent out there shouldn't be any clashes so hopefully we'll have a really good charge at it again this year fingers crossed
0: so looking at the the senior league coming up you've you've taken the the option to retire this season why is that
1: um so basically it's something that i've been thinking about for a while now um probably since probably the back end of last season going into outlaw um I think for the development of the club, um, it was my intention to sort of step aside at some point. Um, and then just playing in Outlaw, I was just wasn't enjoying it as much. Um, sort of, and I guess that was partly down to the weather, I guess, because <laughs> the Outlaw uh, wasn't particularly uh, very kind weather-wise. But um, I guess as well, we're taking on extra responsibility of coaching UON women's team. I've always sort of enjoyed more being on the sideline and coaching. I can see the game better from that point of view. Um, I feel like I've got a better understanding when I'm on the sideline of it, when I'm playing, um, the pressure of playing. Although when I I enjoy it, when I'm playing well, um, when I'm not playing well, I get quite down and I take it quite personally. Um, And it was getting more and more that I was probably playing more poorly than I wasn't. So, Um, We had a friendly game against the Lincolnshire Longhorns and the Rotherham Roosters in November. I actually played particularly well. Um, I think I threw something like 10 touchdowns and no interceptions. So I was really pleased with myself. And um, I sort of thought, yeah, I'll go back into it next season (laughs) um, with sort of a positive mindset. But in doing that, I was always sort of passing it on to um, Wayne, Holdo's kind of like taking on the adult team a bit more. And we had Joe Walker, the second um, <laughs> of Football America fame. So they're kind of like taking over from the quarterback position. So I'd already relegated myself to sort of third choice. Um, so going into this BAFA game day at the weekend that we just played, I had to play out of necessity because neither of those two could play. Um, and I wasn't in the right mind frame uh, mindset because um, I had some personal issues with them my father not being very well um, and I really wanted to be with the cadets if I'm honest Um, and I was kind of like I didn't feel comfortable being there um, and just felt like I'm holding the team back if anything so just trying to be less self, well be a little less selfish and think of the team a bit more long term rather than thinking about myself and and think a bit more about the kids that I want to coach and the women that want to coach and still be a part of the adult team but more on the coaching side and the admin side, really. So, just really, I think you know when you know when it's time to go, and I think that time has been coming for a little while now. So, just sort of, uh, sort of came to a head at the weekend.
0: I mean, is this the the last game day, or is it? I you mean, know, you might come back in for a few preseason friendlies and other such games like that.
1: Yeah. So, as far as I'm concerned, I'm retired. Um, in terms of playing in the league it would only be obviously I'm I'm signed up it would only be out of complete and utter necessity um if I had to come back I'd be very reluctant to do so I think um I would never say never because obviously you never know what's in store but I might play in the odd sort of like friendly tournament every now and then just to have a bit of fun but um I genuinely just really prefer coaching um It's just something I'm probably more passionate about now. I mean, I've been playing touch American football since I was a kid, since I was eight years old. I've always been throwing an American football around, so since like 1988, 1989. So that's a natural thing for me, but I can still do that in training the kids, the women, or even in practice with the guys. I'm still going to be throwing the ball around, just not in that heated sort of battle and without the pressure, really. So...
0: I know from a, a personal rivalry, and I'm sure Rudy will feel the same, we'll be hoping you go back on the field at least once or twice so we can try and even the score a little bit.
1: Yeah, Well, you never know. Maybe one day we'll organise another a, a friendly a raccoons, roosters, huntsman friendly, and uh, you can have the opportunity to get your, get your record back in shape against me, the
0: pair of you. So moving on to the, the upcoming season, Well, last season you went 5-7. and seven. Uh, Would you call that a good season? Yeah, I would. Um, So, I think
1: given the circumstances, it was the first season in the league. Um, I think I've mentioned to many people before that our average age of our team across the whole board was 39. So, I think that puts us probably being the oldest team in the league. Um, So, we had a lot of rookies that had never played, um, some ex kitted players that hadn't played for some time, and myself and um, Vinay Garner who played with myself at the Eagles and my nephew Harry Sleeth who played youth football but other than that we didn't have anyone that had ever played so I think you've got to put it into context I think that is a is a good season on the whole um, in your first year in the league so yeah pretty pleased with that and sort of striving to do better this year.
0: Well Flag Football World have got you down as a seven and eight season finishing third in the league would you be happy with that one?
1: Well, uh, yeah, again, yeah, I, I'm not really one for predictions, even though I did use the right for pulling the flag and do them all the time. But, um, yeah, it'd be a bit foolhardy to say that, yes, that's what would be achievable. But I think that's a, a goal um, with myself now sort of stepping aside and, and seeing the guys in training, depending on like who we've actually got playing. I mean, I, I don't want to use the weekend that's just gone as a barometer because we had a nightmare, all intents and purposes. We, we lost players before the tournament through injury and illness. We lost players in the tournament through injury. Vinny Garner broke his nose, thanks to Phoebe Schechter and her elbow. God bless her. Um, but yeah, I think if we've got a fully fit squad and we've got the people playing in the right positions, I think we'd be really competitive. And it, it's a shame that that really wasn't shown at the weekend. And unfortunately, we had to pull out the tournament halfway through. But yeah, I think that would be a re- realistic aim.
0: Off-season-wise, how's it been going? I mean, you've obviously played the Baffer tournament. Uh, was there any of the games you played?
1: Yeah, so it's not been great, if I'm honest. So we arranged to play some friendlies um, against the North Ants uh, Phantoms and the Gunslingers, and unfortunately we had to pull out uh, due to lack of participation. We couldn't get the numbers together in the end. And sort of likewise against the Honey Badgers we, and the Salisbury team, we were supposed to play them. And again, we had to pull out, so... We're probably behind in our prep in terms of game day prep. So going into the Baffer tournament was really where we were going to try and sort of pick that up and get the rookies playing and so on and so forth. And it, we went in really underprepared in terms of um, the teams we were playing against were, were a lot higher quality than what we'd normally come up against. I wasn't in the, the mental mindset to play, if I'm honest. Um, so... As I've said to the guys thereafter, like that's no reflection on how we've been training because we've been training absolutely brilliantly. It's just that the people that have been at training and the ones we, well not the ones, how we've been training with the people we've had at training wasn't replicated with the people and how we've been doing it on Saturday, unfortunately. And it just it, without meaning to sound sort of like derogatory to my own team. We all just didn't show up and we had to play our what was essentially our fifth choice quarterback at at points in the game. And it just showed. It was just hard. And into the wind, which was really difficult against great teams, it just wasn't the sort of ideal scenario. But yeah, hopefully come first league game day, we'll be ready to rock and roll.
0: As if you, like you say, you haven't got enough on your plate already. You've also stepped into the the Nottingham Uni women's team. Um, How are you finding that one so far? Yeah, I'm
1: a glutton for punishment, I'll tell you that. Um, so, obviously, it's not just the one team either. They've got the two. So, they've got the um, the gold team and the green the development team. Um, to be quite honest with you, I absolutely love it. I think it's one of the best things I've ever done um, in terms of the sport. With the Huntsman being my club, it's like I founded it. It's my baby. Um, I quite like the prestige of being the head coach of of a already established university sort of product really. So yeah, absolutely love it. Um I let's put it this way, I get out of bed on a Wednesday morning at half five to go and coach them at seven in the morning. So if I'm willing to get up and travel up to Nottingham on a Wednesday morning to do that on the way to work, then yeah, it must be something good. But they're a great, great bunch of people, um genuinely like love coaching them. That they're a good laugh. They don't take it too seriously, but they're competitive and um, yeah, just all good things really. So we're off to King Bowl in Utrecht in May. So really excited for that. So yeah, all good things really with the UON uh, team at the minute.
0: I mean, what made you step into the the women's uni game? I mean, how did you find the the job vacancy?
1: Um, I've always always been interested in coaching um, a women's team.
0: Anyway, uh, obviously I used to play with the Coventry Cougars team, so
1: already familiar with that side of it and got a massive amount of respect for the Coventry Cougars women's team. Um, obviously I've seen them play in the league. I've been over to Big Bowl with them and watched them play there and it's it sort of captured my imagination. So I tried to get involved with the uh, De Montfort University in Leicester a few times but they sort of never really got back to me and when they did they didn't seem too interested. So um, I noticed that one of the girls had posted on the Baffer page, uh, Georgina Morris had posted on there that they were looking for a coach and in the winter, obviously the Huntsman, I say the winter autumn, winter time Huntsman sort of dies down. So um, I met up with them and uh, her and Grace Smith to find out what was going on. Cause they're part of the committee. Um it was almost like an informal in- interview really. Um, it turned out that it didn't really clash with anything I was doing with the Huntsman apart from the odd training session. So um, yeah, it's went from there really. And um Delighted, like I say, to to coach the girls, really.
0: And how are they they doing so far? I mean, you've had a few games with them. Any standout players?
1: Yeah, so uh, obviously I took over them just before Opal started. So I literally had a week to coach them before the uh, the first game day. Um, I changed all their playbooks, uh, both offense and defense. And uh, I went into the first game day without really knowing some of the girls' names, if I'm honest. Um, So it's a bit of a challenge. But we progressed through the, the Opal series and we, we were really quite competitive by the end of it. Um, but with, again, with the caveat of that, like they're a bit up and down, a bit of inconsistency. But um, since the turn of the new year, we've played a few games and we've obviously played in the university leagues a couple of weekends ago. We came second in that with the gold team. Um, so that's a great result as far as we're concerned. And the green team came fourth which I believe is their highest finish. and I think that's where the gold team came last year. So if you look at that that trending curve, you can see the clubs on the rise. So I'm pretty happy with everything we're doing. Um, We played at the weekend in a charity tournament in Sheffield, and it was a bit of a mixed bag, but mostly due to the weather, really. It was um, pretty horrible. But the green team, again, they went undefeated. Um, the gold team, they had a hard start playing the Sheffield Hall- Hallam Warriors. But I think we were, I think we were winning by a point at some point in that with a few minutes to go. So, yeah, um, very competitive, um, very good. Like I say, the trend in the right way. Asked me to name players. There's so many good players in there that I could be here forever trying to name names. But um, you got Anu de Costa, who's already a GB player in there. Um, there's Evie Godfrey, um, Camilla Groschau, uh, Sophie Manning all really talented, speedy wide outs, um Molly Brett, um all really fast players on offence and defence and then on you've got some other experienced players as well. Um Lily Marable. Oh gosh, I guess like I said, I could keep going on really. Um yeah, and then through the more sort of like interested to see how some of the green team are going on really because they're sort of coming from scratch position. There's a couple of players there sort of like um katie rogers and katie fuller um who both look like outstanding talents for the future um bit of a shame there's a girl called lily biggs who's australian she's only here for a year uh she's going back to australia but she's been outstanding for the green team and i've got to give credit to um all my qbs really so Grace Smith of the green team, she's really come on. She was really struggling last year, but she's massively improved. And then um, Anna Rollins, who played in the Opal series and played at Uni League, who split it with Charlotte Clayton Payne, who's only really just took to the position. So, I, I, like I said, I could keep going on and on and on. There's that much talent within the group. So, yeah.
0: And coming up, you've also got the, the Huntsman Bowl, uh, like an annual fixture now. How are you finding setting the things up and the teams in there? What do you think your chances are in the actual tournament?
1: Oh, okay. So um setting up wise it's um it's a bit different this time round because we've obviously added the women's bracket into it. So it's normally just the under twelves and the under seventeens. Um obviously it's the fifth well, I say it's the fifth year of doing it. We were due to do it last year, but it was cancelled due to the beasts from the east. But yeah, it's all good. All the preps sort of there, schedules are out, teams have entered. Um it's just the case of sort of running the day really. Um, got Rudy Halfman, obviously, as you know from New I mean, Rudy tight. So uh, he's going to be helping out and a few of the Huntsman players and parents and so on and so forth. So, yeah, all good there. Uh, in terms of winning it, um, I really just see it as a pre season prep, really. I'm not too concerned about winning it. I mean, as much as we'd like to go on and win the games and win the tournaments, it's not really about that. Uh, it's just about testing ourselves and getting a lot of the rookies some game time in terms of the Huntsman. Um, in terms of UON, I'd like to see the gold team make the top four. I think that's a real, um, realistic achievement that we could be aiming for. And gold team have got, um, again, on the rise. So I'd like to see them put up a really good show against Chorley and um, Hyde Park Renegades. So, yeah, all good. Just really excited for it, really, because it's um, it's always been a really good tournament and it's always nice to host your own tournament. So, yeah really quite excited for this one
0: all right neil thanks for talking with us no worries thanks Marcus. that wraps up this episode find us on facebook at first and 15 podcast give us a like to keep up with all our shows also check out our sponsor nuola for all your customized sportswear supplies